Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. It's a photoshopped and AI sensationalized world right now, so it's sometimes hard to recognize what is truth. Well, in today's episode, we're all going to be inspired and refreshed by some real candor. Let's get to it. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. But did you know TeamSnap is also a proud partner of the Positive Coaching Alliance? PCA and TeamSnap are working together to honor outstanding coaches who promote a positive, character-building youth sports environment. To submit your nominations for the Double Gold Coach Award, visit positivecoach.org backslash awards programs before November 30th. Fake news, doctored videos, and AI innovation seemingly pop up every single day. Sometimes, it feels like honesty isn't the best policy anymore. People want to disingenuously glamorize everything from their meals to their outfits and their cars, homes, and vacations. For what? So when someone hits you with the real truth, it's something that garners your attention and should open your mind. Authentic is a word you could certainly connect with Asia Mape, founder of I Love to Watch You Play. But no piece has resonated more than the one she penned titled, My Daughter Quit Sports and This Is What Youth Sports Parents Need to Know. Her hard lessons are so personal and so honest, and I can't wait for you to hear more about that in part two of my conversation with Asia Mape. Here we go. Was there anything in particular that you kind of wrestled or struggled with? Again, not in sports, but in middle or high school. You seem like such a well put together person, but you know, did you ever have to deal with anything related to bullying or things of that nature or being such a great athlete? You know, was that something that wasn't received well at your high school? No, I mean, I never had any trouble in those areas, but Mm -hmm. I will say my oldest daughter recently asked me, she was making some reference of like, (laughs) oh, I always... I think I'm kind of viewed as like the goody goody two shoes in our family. Um, And I was like, no, like she had gone through some stuff and was like, I don't think like you never make mistakes or what. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, A, everybody makes mistakes, especially at your age, especially as teenagers. And I was so, I think it comes from a lot of sort of anger and things I was dealing with, but Mm -hmm. I was not a great teenager. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of things that I would really not be happy if my kids did. Mm -hmm. I was, I could be a mean girl type. I could be like, I mean, I would get in fights. I was just a nightmare, honestly. You know, and I think that like, it's really important to remember with our kids and especially at those ages, this is not who they are. This is, these are things they're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? I think sometimes as parents, we can get caught up on like, oh my God, my kid is bad. Yeah. I was responding and reacting to things that were going on in my life and I didn't know how to handle them. And so it comes out and I tell my girls too, when they're talking about friends or teammates who seem to be acting out in ways that um, aren't aligned with our family values. And I, I say, there's probably something else and you they need more than anything, some grace and yes. kindness around yeah. this because 
people aren't typically just bad people. Mm. We're responding to things that are going on in our lives. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. As a mother, what were your biggest priorities for your children's youth sports experiences, especially given how successful you were, you know, being able to play college basketball at a high level? Well, they've changed a lot. So, you know, when I first, and I know we were going to talk about the website later, but it Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with my parenting trajectory. I think, you know, we haven't gotten into this, but I ended up working in sports television Mm -hmm. for 20-something years. So, I not only played sports, loved sports. I mean, all of my bridesmaids were my teammates. They're still my best friends. Sports have literally touched every aspect of my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I worked covering, I worked for all the big sports networks. I'd be on practice fields and games on the, you know, right on the field. And I watched, witnessed, would talk to and interview. And so I I knew what these incredible athletes were like. And I sort of got lost in like all that they knew. And I, I, I was like, okay, we'll start this website. And we kind of started it to help parents. And, and it's really been helping myself because I think I had this idealistic of what Almost like I write about all the time, like this professionalization of youth sports. It was like, okay, well, to be a great athlete, you got to do this, this, and this. And I know that because I've been covering sports for 20 years. But this whole thing of like what young people and children need is so different Mm -hmm. from what, you know, it's such a, a leveling up at each age of what should be the priority and what should be the focus. And It's all about fun when they're younger. And I think I really sort of missed that. And it was like, okay, this is how you, this is how you get better. And I think it also, part of it was my background in work and part of it was just my personality. Mm -hmm. I'm like a person that I'm always reading. I never read a novel for fun. I'm reading a self-help book to get better. I'm reading this thing to learn this. I want to know this. And so I kind of brought that to my sports parenting Mm -hmm. and it really backfires. It's not the way to do it because- They're kids and kids want to have fun. And if you can't have it be enjoying when they're younger and something that they look forward to and can be silly, I would go out there and, you know, let's work on our jump shot. Oh, no, you're, you know, they'd be running around and silly and I'd be like trying to correct their form and it wasn't, you know, it was just so out of touch Hmm. really is the only way I can explain it. And then I started the website. And it really just transformed my whole parenting style and my understanding of what it takes to, you know, if you do want to play at that next level and how to get there. And it's completely different now than it was when I first had my kids. Well, Asia, I mean, one of the things I love about your website is just how honest it is. One of the pieces that I just so appreciated from you was the one that focused on your daughter, Piper. And, you know, the the headline was just something about how the lessons and mistakes that you made that you wanted other people to learn. Can you tell me a little bit about Piper's experience and what inspired you to share so candidly? Because it was very, very honest and I would imagine very difficult to publish. Yeah, it took me a while. You know, Mm. she was a few years out of it. Mm -hmm. I think my thoughts around what happened changed and my understanding of what happened changed. I think when you're in it, 
it's very hard to see it. And I think that, you know, just to give a little background for those who haven't read the article, you know, she was a water polo player. She's an incredible athlete. She played every sport when she was younger and won athlete of the year in middle school and did everything and ended up settling on water polo. And, you know, her father is was also a division one volleyball player. And I played basketball and, you know, we were all about sports. We both worked in sports. It was everything was sports, 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 sports. And so, you know, she kind of fell into line, right? This is what we do. This is what we love. This is where our bread gets buttered. And and she was great at sports. And she settled on water polo and had big dreams at the time. And I think, you know, that's something I write about a lot as well is a dream a child has in seventh, eighth, ninth grade can very well become something they're not the slightest bit interested in. But I think as sports parents in particular, and I know it happens as well in like music and art and various things, but you get so honed in on this, okay, she said she wants to play in the Olympics, right? So we'll do all these clubs and we'll do all this and this and that and the other. And then at some point she changes, but we're so far off on this path that we don't change with her. And there becomes this real big, block between what they want, what we've already put in and what we think, oh, she's so good and she could get a college scholarship and she could do this and this and this. And I think it became a great source of friction. So her goals, her dreams started to change. She, water polo, and as I said, her coach is amazing, but very intense, demands a lot. Water polo, you play it year round because it's in the pool. You can practice for hours. She'd come home exhausted couldn't work on art, which is something she really loved at the time, started to get really disenchanted. She couldn't do the school play. She was too tired at night after homework to do anything with art. She started kind of hinting. And again, I think someone, a parent could say like, oh, well, they never said they didn't want to play. So we just kept, they know how much it means to us. They know that it's totally rocking the world and changing everything. It's hard, I think, for a kid to be direct. So we have to do a better job as parents to listen to what they're truly saying when she's starting to try. So this is a year or two in the making of her being unhappy and us not hearing it. You know what I mean? And really kind of, and and, and look, there's also this side shot, and I'm sure you work with kids all the time, so you realize too, there's this other part of it, which is, you know, if a kid is starting to, you know, in those ages, they're interested in the opposite sex a lot of time or in relationships or going out. And so other things start to take their time, right? And you want to be careful not to just allow a whim of, I don't want to play anymore because they're more interested in staying up at night playing PlayStation with their friend, right? As being the guiding reason for quitting or not quitting. But when it's a repeated message and there's more to it than just like they're going through a little phase, you know, you kind of you kind of see it through. But when there's more, you have to listen and you have to make a change. And we didn't. And it affected our relationship. It affected her mental health. Hmm. I think it affected a lot of different things. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, some time had passed. I was able to really kind of reflect. I'm learning all the time. Like anyone who says they have all this stuff figured out is just lying. It's, I'm a work in progress at every single point. And so at some point I realized there was stuff about that process and what I went through with her that could be helpful. And that's when I was ready to share the story. And, you know, and also she was far gone from that community. You know, you feel very protective too. I'm sure 
you get this as well, like with our experience and her coaches and everything she went through. And so you, it's a delicate thing when mm-hmm. you're writing about your kids and, and what they go through. And, yeah. I, and I got her permission, obviously, to do it. But I'm really glad. I, I get a ton of feedback about that article that it helps people all the time. But even more importantly is she read it and she doesn't read anything I write ever. Mm-hmm. And it really helped. I think even though I've apologized and talked about this to her, seeing that article and seeing it written out, I think really helped our relationship as well. So it's just been a real positive thing overall. Well, we'll certainly be sharing that article, you know, as we promote uh, this episode. I mean, there's so much good in it. I I don't even want to ask you to just what's one takeaway, because frankly, I believe there were four points and all four of them are absolutely brilliant. So that that is to me a must read for sports parents. Yeah. Asia, you were a collegiate athlete, so you knew the sacrifices the commitment, all those things that it took. And you're the mother of three daughters. Was there ever any fear that you didn't want them to go through that? Because I thought I recall that you, or you mentioned that you didn't necessarily have the best experience initially as a collegiate basketball player. So was there any reservation for you about your daughters pursuing elite athletics? Yeah, not really. I actually regret not playing all four years. So I transferred from Coastal Carolina to the University of Michigan Mm -hmm. and had decided, okay, I was really interested in journalism. And as you know, like that's all about internships. You know, it's a working kind of job. It's not like just you go to school. There's a lot of things you you need practical um, experience. And so I'd convinced myself, you know, okay, I'm done with basketball. At the time, there was no WNBA. And I'm not saying I would have been good enough to play in the WNBA, but there wasn't really any sort of other level to do. And I went to the University of Michigan and I was playing all the time with the girls on the basketball team at the, we called it the CCRB, which was the like recreation center. So in the off season, they'd all go play pickup games. And I felt like I was hanging with them pretty good. (laughs) And I was like, you know, maybe I should. And I was missing being on a team, right? Is the first time that I could remember in my life that I hadn't been on a team. And so I went down to the coach's office and I was going to ask about tryouts and, and see what he thought. And he wasn't in the office. And the woman at the front said, oh, he'll be right back. He just went to go grab himself a sandwich or something. Just sit outside his door. So I sat outside his door and Sean, after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes, I was like, after an hour, he still wasn't back. And I just said, it wasn't, it's not meant to be. And so I was like, if he's not here in an hour, that's it. And I took off and, you know, I always kind of regretted it. Look, it's an amazing experience to be a part of a team and to be a part of a team at that kind of level would have been incredible and and was when I, when I was doing it. I don't think my experience was amazing But I also think after those four years, unless you're going pro, which so few of us would ever be able to do that, that's it. That's it for your team's life. You know, you can play little leagues maybe if you can find them as an older adult, but that's it for that. Really, if you're a competitive person and you love sports, you know, the sacrifice of giving up some of your social life in college or whatever, I think is worth it. And I have a daughter playing D1 soccer right now. I know. I'm sure she's finding it to be a lot, but she is finding the camaraderie, the teammates, 
everything about it. And, and she's at a great program where they really do a lot of cool stuff and take care of them. But I don't think there was a part of me that is like, don't do it if, if that was their interest. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page. You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap. Make sure you're ready for winter sports seasons by downloading the TeamSnap app from your app store. And don't forget to submit your nominations for PCA's Double Gold Coach Awards at positivecoach.org backslash awards dash programs. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.